An incredibly deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. With LinkedIn ads, you'll be able to target over 70 million decision makers all in one place. No deep voice required. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. Terms and conditions apply. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. iHeartRadio presents Podversations, a weekly discussion with the biggest names and influencers in podcasting. Want to learn the secret psych-up rituals Scrub star Zach Braff and Donald Faison use before every fake doctor's real friends taping? How Vice News parachutes into war zones to rescue journalists from life-threatening situations? Or why Keegan-Michael Key and Blumhouse believe 3D audio is the future of storytelling? Whether you're a newbie trying to break into the podcast game or an exec trying to refine your playbook, Podversations is the easiest way to keep your pulse on the industry. Welcome to the iHeart Podcast Speaker Series. Good to be with you guys every single week. As you know, each week we like to talk to one of our favorite creators or podcasters, producers about what they're up to. It's a chance to sort of step back a little bit and talk about the creative process and any podcast that we're fans of. And today I was excited. I was thinking about this podcast because as everyone knows, iHeart distributes a lot of podcasts and we're pitched lots and lots of podcasts. And that's one of the most fun parts of the job is trying to think about podcasts that we want to make. Well, every once in a while, we're pitched a podcast by someone that we might expect it to go in one direction. And then we hear an idea that's just completely different than what we saw coming. And this was one of those. We're, of course, talking to Freddie Prince Jr., fantastic actor. And so when we knew we were hearing about a podcast, we did not see this one coming. I have to admit, I did not already know that he was a big and longtime fan of professional wrestling. But when I heard that fact, as someone who grew up also being a fan, I was pumped to have this conversation. So we're going to be talking a little bit about his podcast, about a couple of other things. Freddie, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Will. I appreciate it. That was a cool intro. I love this. I mean, again, like I said, when I when I first started talking to uh, to Giselle, who runs our Michael Turo Podcast Network, as you know, it's part of iHeart here, and we started talking about this podcast, she said, "You you won't believe this this conversation we're having here." So, I mean, I'll go back to the very beginning as somebody who's very close to. 
my grandmother, she's 94. She's a huge fan of basketball and football. So I talk to her a lot about sports. And the reason I bring that up is because the origin of your love of wrestling actually goes back to conversations and time you got to spend with your grandmother. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, my, my grandmother, her name was Maria Prutzel which was our family's real name. My father changed it to Prince when NBC asked him to. And uh, he kept the Z. They wanted him to change it to Prince. But my mom wanted me to go to Puerto Rico and get to know that part of my dad's family and get to know my grandmother, even though my mom and, and grandmother did not get along. And it was not my mother's fault. My grandma was to blame on that one. But my mom is, is still is to this day a really cool chick like that. And she would fly me out there twice a year, every winter break and every summer vacation. I was, so I was out there a good three and a half months a year and my grandmother and I would watch like Japanese animation cartoons that were Americanized like Silverhawks and G-Force and things like that and then when the sun would go down it was time for wrestling (laughs) and we called it Lucha Libre regardless of what it was we watched a lot of WCW like NWA and of course WWF and there were very few luchadors in there but she still to her it was all Lucha Libre and it was real and I was a third grader so if my grandmother says it's real then it's real it's real it's real 100% and I believed everything she said so we're watching the matches and she's cheering at the screen and she's cursing like using like bad language at at the bad guys and she's it was very catholic you know but this would just bring the best and worst out of her yeah and so finally after a couple years of going out there she takes me to san juan to uh the carlos Colon arena there he was a famous wrestler back in the day and we go in and i see a steel cage around the ring and i'm like oh my gosh grandma it's it's gonna be a steel cage match and she goes no 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 no, no. it's not a steel cage match like what do you mean there's a there's a cage right there she goes no that's for the fans to keep them out in case the wrong guy wins and i said (laughs) what and sure enough man like when the bad guy walked out they were throwing their food at him they were throwing ears at him one guy got hit with a battery this is the 1980s so it was hardcore and that was my very first live match Mm -hmm. And so for me, she was an integral part of my life with wrestling and my love for it. So much so that when I took a job working there, which we can get into later, she was the first person I called after my wife. And on the crazy side of it, there's a bit of a backstory to understand this. My wife did a movie with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And my grandmother hates the man. Hated him till the day she died. And if you asked her why, if you even brought up his name, like yes. you see, like her ears would turn red, her light, like right around the crow's <laughs> eyes that we all get around our eyes, it would get like beat red all the That's way right. back to her ears. And she would get so mad because The Rock, this sounds so ridiculous saying this, The Rock at one point was the people's champion. Right. Yeah, he was, he was anti-corporate. He was anti-Vince right. McMahon. He was anti-rich people. Right, everybody gets behind that. We're yeah, all yeah. tax haters. Oh, he makes more money than me. Screw him. <laughs> so, and, and it was this ability to like hit your boss. Like yeah. The Rock got to punch his boss in mm-hmm. the face. You can relate and connect to that. Yeah, and that's a guy. That's a guy you can get behind. Well, The Rock turned his back on the people, and The Rock became the corporate champion. Yeah. And he started wearing suits. And my grandmother, for whatever reason, no matter how many people told her, don't you understand? It's it's not real. It's scripted. She didn't care. If you no. brought that legitimate argument to her, she, would, she was so sick with it. She would literally go, <laughs> he could have said no. 
<laughs> and we'd be like, what? She'd be like, he's a big enough star. He could have said no. He turned his back on the people. So I turned my back on him. <laughs> now, when my wife did this movie with The Rock, my grandma then in turn stopped speaking to my wife. Wow. Until the day she died. They never spoke again. Oh, no. Did you ever get a chance to tell Dwayne this? Does he know this? I think, yeah, he does. I told him at dinner one night. Yeah. Oh, I, that's, that <laughs> is, t- I love that passion though. Like, obviously it's not great if people weren't on speaking terms and things like that. But, uh, <laughs> that's still funny. Wow, though. that is amazing. Rest so in peace, how did, yeah. where did she find her passion for professional wrestling? Where did that come from? She was born in Boca Rome, Puerto Rico, and that's mm-hmm. life. Wrestling is life there. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's like a Canadian not knowing who Bret Hart is, you know, it's mm-hmm. just, it, that doesn't exist. You know, every culture has their love for it in some way, shape or form. If you go see a match in Japan, it's so quiet. Mm-hmm. And they clap at the smallest little things. Oh, I didn't like, know oh, that. There's so much respect there. Yeah. And in America, it's much more like the UFC, like, ah, kick him, grab him yeah. by the throat. That's part of it. In Japan, if you watch an MMA event, they, they clap on a transition, not a submission hold, not a knockout, a successful transition from one. They're like, oh, 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 <laughs> and you're just like, wow, this is they look at it so differently than we do. Yeah. And every culture has that. So like when I worked there, we would go down south and Vince would book the matches according to the culture. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy. And sometimes in a bad way, he'd be like, listen, he broke it down to me because I remember a black dude was going to win a match. Yep. And they flipped it on me the day of. And I'm like, Vince, I wrote this whole friggin' thing for you for four weeks. He makes all these promises and then the character's not going to come through on the promise and he's going to look like crap. And then we got to start all over again. And he goes, Freddie, if a black guy goes over in a match this big in this state without cheating, it's going to be a problem. Wow. It was enlightening. That's Don't get wild. me wrong. Yeah. But I remember being so disappointed in that yeah. moment yeah and seeing like wow that's how and i started looking back and i was like wow that's how wrestling promotions used to make money back in the day yeah. and yeah. he didn't understand that like that's not how it works these days it's yeah. just not like i rooted more for ken griffey jr than any white guy playing baseball growing right. up right. so so it's just not like that but to see that that was the old way matches were booked and to talk mm-hmm. to all those old school guys i was trying to figure out my way on how to pitch him ideas and my my job yeah. was to get talent over, meaning help make these people a star. They got right. something. Sometimes they didn't. Yep. But if they had something, you have to find it and you have to be able to put it on TV and showcase it. Sure. Oh, and by the way, they have no experience acting whatsoever. And you're yeah. just like, okay, here, here we go. It was just, I was a snowball rolling downhill. And sometimes I would hit a tree and just oh, get obliterated. And other times I would turn into a beautiful snowman and make a great story. But it was the craziest job, the best job job, but the craziest job I've ever had. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. 
Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud, Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less, like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness. Kick back and spread some positivity into the world. From smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports, on stages, and at the box office, women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to Women Take the Mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs, and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Now, you talked a little bit about it. I, I do love the podcast. I think we're, what, 11, 12 episodes in, and it, it is so fun to listen to. And we'll talk a little bit about some of the episodes. But I like that you go back through some of that history of your own and some of your connection to this. Now, how did you start working there? Can you tell everybody how that all got going? It was so just sort of meant to be. I went mm-hmm. with friends. I would go with the Calkins, and we would bet the matches. Mm-hmm. Bet $100 a match. And for whatever reason, Macaulay Calkin would always win. Like he would take a good eight to twelve hundred dollars off me a pay per view. Like it was ridiculous. I would never win, even if I was certain. I, I remember we went to one match and I knew the guy was going to win, and Mac knew he was going to win. And I don't want to say his name because the story has a bad ending. But he just took the other side of the bet because I took him first, and my guy got like legit hurt in the match, and they had to put up the X, which means a guy's injured. Yeah, yeah. And so he got pinned. One, two, three. I even lost that. So we go to WrestleMania in. Florida, and we're going to watch Ric Flair's retirement match. What year would this have been? Around what time? Oh, maybe 07. So we're down there, and I remember my room was next to Snoop's, to Snoop Dogg's. Mm-hmm. And as I'm literally going in the room, the other door opens and his guy comes out, this big buff dude, and he pre-apologizes for anything we may or may not smell. 
Okay. And I'm just like, okay, this is going to be a weekend. That's amazing. So we get there and the lady that was helping us out, who's now like a senior VP in the company, mm-hmm. she said, uh, I've got your seats and here we go. Let's, and I'm talking wrestling with her. And I'm like, I'm impressed at her knowledge of wrestling and, and her passion for it. Right. And as I'm starting to meet other employees there, you start to see like, okay, they're here because they love it. And as I learned the people that don't love it, they don't last. And they right. get annihilated there. And we tell some of those stories on the podcast, but uh, I could tell that she was like, oh, you could just tell when someone's a lifer at some point oh, yeah. when, they, when they love it. Right. And so we're talking wrestling, we're talking wrestling and I'm watching all these great matches and I'm losing all my money to Macaulay and Kieran lost all his money to Macaulay. Macaulay made like four grand at the end of the night. It was stupid. <laughs> and, and so this lady's talking, talking to me and we're talking each other's ears off about what's good with the company, what we like, what we don't. And she says, you have to talk to Stephanie McMahon. And yeah. I said, what? And she goes, you got to talk to Stephanie McMahon. She goes, most people just crap all over the brand. She goes, you say what you don't like about it, but you have like four or five different solutions. You have to talk to Stephanie McMahon. Mm -hmm, I go, but mm -hmm. talk to her about for what? She goes, just tell her your ideas. My wife and I had an apartment in New York at the time. And I was like, all right, it's a train ride to Stanford, Connecticut. I'll get to see the old gym where Hulk Hogan used to lift weights with the purple neon. I was like, yeah, I'll go check it out. So I take the train, I miss the express, which is like a 30 minute ride to Stanford. And I'm an hour on the train instead. I'm just thinking about more like wrestling stuff and all these like fond memories. And I get there and I meet Steph and I tell her everything that I told Kristen Prouty about. And, you know, just what was going on with the stories at the time, where I saw this character, where I saw that character. I was talking about John Cena being Duke and G.I. Joe in 06. <laughs> and now he's basically G.I. Joe as the peacemaker now. Like, yeah, yeah. So when I finished my conversation with her, she goes, you have to talk to my dad. And I'm like, what is going What is going on here? So I go and I speak to her dad and I grew up without a father. All right. Mm-hmm. So my one kryptonite, no longer, I've, I've cured myself of this, mm-hmm. was if an older man called me son. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like yeah. putting fresh bait out for a Tasmanian yeah. devil. Like, yeah. I just, I'm like, oh, 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 what, what? So I have this meeting with Vince. And at the end of it, he says, well, we could really use you here, son. And I was like, yeah, okay. And I said it right away. So <laughs> I'm leaving and they tell me I got to meet with human resources and all this. And I'm like, uh, I, I think you have to send this to my manager my lawyer (laughs) and i'm taking the train home and i call sarah and i go hey uh so i just took a job with wwf she goes what are you talking about you're gonna be a professional wrestler (laughs) she thinks she's being pranked yeah Yeah. and i was like no i'm gonna be like writing for him she goes what are you talking about i go yeah Yeah. i just said yes to vince mcmahon i don't i don't know and she was like oh my god you're crazy call me when you get home that is amazing and she never says no she knows i'm weird so i i took the job and it was insane you know the travel and me wanting to be a father were the only reasons why i quit that is so wild now in between when you were a kid and following it watching it with your grandmother and then taking this job did you consistently follow professional wrestling for that period of time or did it ever fall off the radar for you or what so i'm one of the few people that did not enjoy the attitude era yeah so the matches i thought were some of the greatest that have ever been done 
Mm-hmm. But the storylines got very too daytime talk showy for yeah. for my taste, right? Mm-hmm. And the writers of that era have admitted that they modeled it after the Jerry Springer show. Mm-hmm. And that was never, that just was never my taste. It was never my sensibility. Yeah. So I mm-hmm. really went away from it. And my buddies would say, hey, you got to see this match. Or we would just go to pay-per-views. And I would only have to watch amazing matches from some of the greatest wrestlers that'll ever be. Mm-hmm. But the storylines weren't there. So I had no emotional connection to it. And then I started getting back into it about a year before that WrestleMania through a friend of mine and we both found each other at this like Dungeons and Dragons thing where he was talking wrestling and someone was talking trash right yep. and I went over there and I was like yo man I love professional wrestling what did you just say and he was like he was like oh no no I mean it used to it used to be cool I was like oh it used to be cool. all right well we're not gonna slander anything that I enjoy and anything that this guy enjoys and he's like hey I'm I'm Angelo and I was like hey I'm Freddie and we were like oh and it was just like a tag team was <laughs> Yeah. And so we started and we ended up joining the company together on the exact wow. same day. Yeah. And he's ended up staying for a decade after I left because he was just a lot better at it than I was. I was terrible at booking matches, but I was really good at writing. They call them promos. My part of the business would call them monologues. Mm-hmm. I would just write all the lines that I would pitch. Oh and they'd my be gosh. Like, no, nah, you can't say that. You got to be the nice guy. And I'd be like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> And then what about this? Like, no, 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 no. People are going to see this after church. And you're like, oh, okay. okay. Oh, so I literally so would just write every line I always dreamt of saying, but couldn't. Right. And these huge buff monster dudes or these awesome buff chicks would go out and say all the crap that I used to want to say all the time. <laughs> as amazing as the experiences are that you've had as an actor and the number of things you've been able to do, the number of guys out there that probably envy this position that you've had to be able to write these kind of lines, I can't like it's a dream job for so many people that have been longtime fans i'm assuming it's so weird i've I've run into so many people since leaving that company that the only thing they want to talk to me about is that yeah like, dude did you seriously were you riding for a book or like i'd see a family on the road and i'd be on the road with the company yeah and like an actor would be there with his kids and he's like hold up are you riding for these two <laughs> He's like, how do I get this gig? And I'm like, yeah, man. And he's like, I, I heard you retired. I go, I retired from that. He's like, dude, we got to talk about this, man. What's going on? And it's, it'd be the only thing they want to talk about. Enough time has gone by now yeah. that now it's not, you know, the first thing they want to discuss. But yeah, it, it's happened a lot where people are just like, wait, I even had Macaulay on the show because a lot of people always thought that he would have been a great addition to that creative mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. And my my philosophy is always it was just too strict and, and rigid and Mac's not that dude. But even Mac said yeah i thought about it a few times i thought Mm -hmm. about it one Mm -hmm. even i think it was probably right around the time i did it he's like well if he's crazy enough to do it i'll do it better than you can and so that's probably (laughs) where the because we compete a lot in games and stuff against each other so that's probably where the thought process came but he was too smart to do it i think his love of wrestling was my second favorite fact that i've learned about him the first totally unrelated to any of this my kids get such a kick out of whether this was true or not when macaulay put it up for a vote what his middle name should be and the winning name was actually Macaulay Culkin. So the idea was his name was Macaulay, 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 Macaulay Culkin, Culkin, Culkin. Culkin. Was there I any, actually was there remember when this? I, no, Max just a crazy weirdo and he's like, yeah, whatever. 
<laughs> like, <laughs> like he'll just throw something out there and if people catch on to it cool you know i call him a game breaker because we play a lot of like tabletop games board games things like that and he's always looking for ways to find something within the rules where he can break the game that's right? awesome and and win while doing it to the point where everyone at the table is like so i guess we won't play that game anymore yeah, yeah we're done he <laughs> ruined it again monopoly's <laughs> done let's move on to Catan. <laughs> and i love it man and you that's know awesome. he's the guy like i'll write a lot of like i read a lot of tabletop RPGs, which is a fancy way of saying dnd games for a a couple different like wrestler groups online and a couple different actor groups online it started during the pandemic when everyone was quarantining and mac knows me so well that every story i would write he would always find these little ways and i'll let him do it because it's just amazing to watch him as a dungeon master you can be mean and kill all the players or you can do what i feel you're supposed to do which is let the players tell the story i'm on the river and where they tell me to turn the boat I turn the boat yep. and Mac will always find these weird ways to kind of take the story off the rails and just something crazy happens and everyone oh, dies and see, or he saves everyone. Yeah. Well, I love you. You had him on the podcast. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns, but a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness. Kick back and spread some positivity into the world. From smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports, on stages, and at the box office, women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to Women Take the Mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs, and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot
So let's talk about that for a minute here. I guess we're, we're supposed to talk about your podcast, but there were so many interesting backstories. First of all, just what made you decide to start the podcast and, and sort of what is your, your hope with it going forward? So I have a friend, we have a family friend working over there with you guys mm-hmm. who heard me on ESPN radio one time. Mm-hmm. And she said, man, uh, I would love for you to come and do a podcast for us one of these days. I was like, eh, nobody wants to hear actors talk about sports anymore. Like, like I, I'm not even going to do the ESPN thing, really. I was just trying to help out for a friend. Right. And she's like, okay, okay. And about a year later, she hit me up and she said, hey, we want to throw some ideas your way for a podcast. I was doing one of the stand-up comedian who I loved, one of my best friends, Josh Wolf. Yeah. And every comic has a podcast. That's how they build up their fan base. So when mm-hmm. they tour the country, they have people in the clubs, right? Absolutely. So my father was a comic, so I've always had a soft spot for him. So I, I really only do comedians podcasts because then I can just sit there and laugh for an hour, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So they sent me a, a list with like, I don't know, probably five or six ideas. The ones I remember were one where every movie I did, I would bring some of the cast in and we would talk about that, which I've heard those before and those sure. are enjoyable. The only problem is I've only seen three of the movies I've ever done. So <laughs> and, and so I had to be honest when I was like, we can't do that. I'd be lying the whole yeah, time, you yeah. know? And or you'd so, have to go back and watch a lot of movies. And yeah. yeah, watch a bunch of teen movies. I'm a 45-year-old man having to watch <laughs> a young version of me with no gray hair. That sounds like a blast. <laughs> and then there were a couple other like family-related ones. But I don't really like talking about my kids and that kind of stuff publicly too much. I want them sure. to have a chance to just, just be as normal a kid yeah, as, yeah. A, as a kid can be. One was a nerdy Dungeons & Dragons one, which I was like, yeah, I'd love that. But it's in such a small pocket of the world. Yeah. I don't know how relatable it would be. And the last one was wrestling. And I was like, yo, I can talk wrestling all day long. I can talk wrestling all day long, every day with someone who knows nothing about it or with someone who knows way more than me about it That's and right. everything in between, anyone in between. Like, I just love talking wrestling at 45 years old. I have more luchador masks than most dorks out there. I've been collecting them since 1988. The sixth <laughs> grade was when I got my first one. I had over 1,500 of those damn things. That's so, amazing. Yeah, so I can do that all. You see how, like, Pat, just when I'm talking about what the list was, like, you, right. you see how excited I get when I go, and then there was wrestling. Yeah, yeah. So so I, I called her back, and, and she hooked me up with Claudia and my producer and everybody else on the call. And I just started telling wrestling stories mm-hmm. and they were cracking up and laughing. And there was a lot of, there's no way. Oh my God. So they're like, would you want to tell those? I go, yeah, that's why I'm telling them to you. You know, let's, let's see if, if you guys are vibing with this. And they said, yeah. And we got started and we started talking about maybe bringing in some of the people that I worked with, some of the talent there who yeah. was young talent. And now a lot of them are big stars. Yep. And so I got to start bringing in some old friends and not some that weren't even friends but just people who i really respected and worked with like the miz and i aren't friends we don't have each other's cell phone number mm-hmm. we ain't saying merry christmas but he was the first i mean i'll tell you this story dude this is how amazing this guy is this is why he has his own reality show with his wife on usa mm-hmm. this is why he's been a success and making millions in that business for over a decade now here's why when I was a young actor, we used to do this, this exercise in, in acting class called repetition, where I'm locked into whatever you say, or you're locked into whatever I say. Right. So if it's a, hey, man, it's a pleasure to be here. You would have to say, oh, it's a pleasure to be here. I'd say, it's a pleasure <laughs> to be here. And we go back and forth until someone sort of changes the line. And once they change right. the line, they lose. You yep. keep going, but it's a point for the other person, right? And the, the exercise, it does two things. One, it shows you there's a million different ways to execute the exact same line, so long as yeah. you commit to it. And B, a willingness to fail in front of your peers makes you far less likely to fail when the pressure's really Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Failing in yeah. front of your peers 
sucks, <laughs> especially in the modern acting era where it's not a family thing. It's a competition right. thing. Those award right. shows really took over and, and they stroked those egos. So repetition, when I would do it, if it was two guys, it would always almost get physical, right? They'd always want to show each other up because no one wants to lose. And if it was a guy and a girl, it would always get kind of sexy, right? And they're like, oh, it's a pleasure to be here. Is it a pleasure to be here? It is a pleasure. <laughs> and if it was two girls, it was always very cordial, but you could see like the hate behind. So you'd see a yeah. lot more like passive aggressiveness, right? And so I was like, yo, we're going to do this with professional wrestlers and it's legit going to help. And I'm pitching this concept. And early in the class, I didn't get many students in there. Students. You know what I mean. And I explain the principles of it, just how I did it to you. And I say, someone can volunteer. Before I even say, or I can pick somebody, Miz goes, I'll do it. And I'm like, oh man, this guy's, and I don't know anything about it. Okay. I'm like, wow, this guy's got cuts, man. And so he comes up there and I go, all right, man. So I can throw something to you. And he goes, no, I'll start it. And I'm sitting there like, oh my God, I'm going to eat this. Now he's like kind of challenging me. Right. So I'm like, I'm going to eat this guy up. But like, we're not in a wrestling ring. This is a little acting exercise. And I don't get embarrassed. Like yeah. I, my wife hates it. My kids hate it. Like you could try to do anything you want to. And I'll literally, I can Danny Glover stone face you from lethal weapon all <laughs> day long. You'll see zero blush reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. So he goes up there. He starts the first line. He says, what the hell are you going to teach me about acting? Yeah. And my eyes just light up, right? And it's like when the big bad wolf sees Little Red Riding Hood for the very first time. Right. He doesn't know he's going to die. It's just easy prey, right? And so I'm like, what the hell am I going to teach you about acting? <laughs> and he starts and we go back and forth, back and forth. And he does well, man. And then he yeah. breaks. He changes the line. And everyone in the room is like, oh, yeah, you changed the line. But it was a conscious decision by him. Because he knew no one else, and we talked about this years later, because he knew no one else was going to stand up because they mm -hmm. were either too scared or didn't believe in me. Mm -hmm. But he did, even though he was acting like a jerk, he did believe in me. Mm -hmm. And he wanted the concept to get over. It's a term mm -hmm. I use a lot on the podcast. And looking at the situation in hindsight, the moment he did that, everybody was up. Everybody. And it wasn't even with me. They were just going at it with each other. And the rule was no physical contact. That rule got broken, of course. And yep. one of the wrestlers slapped the other one and they're ready to do a full on. And I'm like, no, it's not, it's not an actual fight, you psychopath. What are you doing? Like, and I'm telling you, I loved every single minute of it because crazy crap like that would happen. You remember Jim the Anvil Nightheart? Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the Hart Foundation. Yeah. His daughter is a professional wrestler named Natalia Nightheart. She still wrestles today mm -hmm. she was early in her career at wwe when i was there and she was in there with the british bulldog's son harry smith we're in a class we're not in a ring there's no crowd there's no i wouldn't allow anyone to film it because i didn't want any <laughs> of the agency in case someone crashed and burned that could affect their career in a negative right. way so it was a safe place to fail is how i described it yeah and they're doing a repetition back and forth and it's like you don't belong here i don't belong here you don't belong i don't <laughs> he goes you don't but she goes can I curse or I don't want to curse? But she says, she goes, F you, I belong here. <laughs> and I mean, it is as loud and as full on open hand slap. It was so loud. No one said a word. The whole class wow. just went dead quiet. Yeah. Harry froze. She's yeah. frozen, but breathing like, <sighs> and I'm like, 
Natty, you can't hit people. <laughs> she looks at me and she goes, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I was just like, yo, this is the greatest job. This is so good. Like every actor in the world wants this job just for one day. No one but me could handle it for more than a day. Yep. But every actor wants to do it for a day. Oh, that's awesome. Well, it's, this is what I love about it. And, and anybody who hasn't listened to the podcast yet, this is the energy that Freddie brings to it. And I love that. Like the, the passion for it comes through. You can tell you're just having a blast. I hope you are genuinely having a lot of fun. I really am. I, me and Good. my producer, Alexis, we talk a lot about, yeah. he said, when this part of it is over, would you want it to keep going? I said, if they want to keep going, I said, I'll keep going because yeah. I really, really enjoy it. I've never seen She's All That, okay? Mm -hmm. Like the anniversary of it has just come and gone of like 20 plus years. I've never seen the movie. If I had to do a podcast where we're talking about it, I would be respectful and polite. Yeah. And I'm very yeah. grateful to that movie. But it, I was a 21-year-old dude. Like, that wasn't my demographic. You yeah. know, I was waiting for Terminator 2 to come out. Yeah. You know, <laughs> or, or going to UFC fights before it was legal everywhere. Like, that was more kind of my scene. So I would go and do the press line. And I would, you know, answer the questions and take all the pictures. And then I would go to Jerry's Deli and go bowling. Wow. And I did that for everything but three movies. I've seen three movies. That's it. Man. Well, I love it. Like I said at the top, this is the best kind of podcast is when you get- Oh, dude, that's super nice for you. A little, little bit For surprising. real, that's super nice for you to sit but somebody that is truly passionate about a thing and brings that energy to it. So again, for everybody watching, for everybody listening, if you haven't checked it out, I, like I said, I think we're 12 episodes or so in, but it's WWF, which is Wrestling with Freddie. I love that it worked out that way. Um, <laughs> yes. You guys should, uh, should definitely go check it out. And Freddie, we genuinely appreciate it. We love being partners with you. And thanks so much for joining us today. No, man, I'm telling you, I, I wasn't nervous coming in. I wasn't anything coming in. I, you know, I grew up surfing, so I ride the wave as it comes. And if it's a good one, cool. And if not, there's always the next one. So I saw yeah. the wave and I was like, yo, I'm going to paddle out for that. And I hope it's a good one. And I've loved it. It's like a nice three foot slow roller that just takes you all the way into the shore. It's, you know, they're about a half hour to 45 minutes sometimes. Yeah. I'm not completely annihilated at the end of the day. It doesn't sour the way I feel about the business, which I think is a concern for a lot of podcasters is yeah. if you get too inside, if you know how the magic trick's done, it's like, mm -hmm. I don't remember the movie, but it wasn't The Illusionist. It was the other one with Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale. And Christian Bale's character is going to do a bullet catch and his wife won't let him do it. And he shows her how to show her that it's safe. And then he says, the bullet was never in the gun. And she looks at him and she's like, oh, when you say it like that, it's not that special. Exactly. And the look on his face is, it, it's hard. He's heartbroken because he cares about magic the way I care about wrestling. Yeah. And yeah. so you get nervous that it's going to spoil it. And I think maybe that's why more people don't because they don't want it to get ruined, but it hasn't for me. It's given me this whole new different appreciation. I've started watching even more wrestling than when I started the podcast. And I'm so excited for the future of it because there's so so many young, talented wrestlers out there today that even people I didn't work with, I'm like reaching out to on social media. I'm yeah. 45. I'm reaching out to people on social media. Like I, <laughs> I would never dream that I would do that. And I'm like, hey man, big fan. I'm 25 years older than you. Big fan. Would you like to be on the podcast? I love the discipline that you've showed and the character you've oh, created. That's and, awesome. and they're like, yeah, dude, I loved you in Scooby-Doo. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> so I've loved every moment of it and I hope it doesn't end, man. I'm happy having a blast absolutely well you can hear that it's it's loud and clear which is which is just awesome so well it was good to see you freddie and and uh, take care and, and to everybody else out there thanks for spending some time with us and we will see you again next week
Conversations is a production of iHeartRadio. You can find more from the biggest names in podcasting on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable.